Hi, and welcome back to the WordPress Edge podcast, your ultimate destination for professionals looking to harness the horsepower of WordPress for large-scale enterprise solutions. I am your host, Landon DePasquale, enterprise web strategist at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're going to supercharge WordPress with Meekum Auctions. To discuss this exciting topic, I'm joined by Cade Cannon, Director of IT at Meekum Auctions. Cade, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Landon. Kate, tell me a little bit about Meekum Auctions. So Meekum Auctions is a collector car auction company. We have about 14 to 16 events throughout the continental United States a year. Sell about 20 to 30,000 cars a year. Um, we are a consignment auction, so we have consigners that will consign their cars to the auction and we'll run them across the block. It's a very exciting company, fast paced. We have a television show on Motor Trend TV. And um, yeah, it's a really exciting company to work for. Awesome. And for uh, listeners who may not be familiar with the term consignment, what does it mean when someone consigns a vehicle? So uh, the owner of a vehicle would take their vehicle to us. We don't actually own them, but we will sell them for the, the consigner or sell them for the customer, uh, hoping to get top dollar for their car. Awesome. I've been to your location in Woolworth, Wisconsin. It's a beautiful building and it is chocked full of the coolest collector cars you'd ever see. What's it like wandering in the office every day and just seeing like multi-million dollar collector cars in the, it's just a part of your everyday life. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. You know, some of the cars that we see every day are, you know, top notch cars, cars that nobody would see on the streets for sure. It kind of makes you numb to some of the cars that you do see on the streets to tell you the truth. Um, but it's very, again, like I said, it's very exciting and it's uh, definitely interesting to work there and see all these crazy cars and work with all these crazy cars. Interesting. And we, we've talked a lot about cars because that's, I think, the kind of biggest focus of, of Meekum. But you guys do auctions outside of cars, right? Right. Absolutely. We'll sell motorcycles. We sell boats. We sell what we call road art, which is collectibles, like collectible signs, memorabilia, a Petroliana, old gas station pumps and things like that, which is obviously a, a very interesting segment to be in as well. Yeah. If I understand correctly, you do all of your auctions in person uh, and you also do the Motor Trend television show. You guys have really built up an engaged user base around these events. Tell me a little bit about what that's like. Yeah, I mean, uh, live auctions are really where Meekum prides itself on having a live auction. It's an entertaining thing to go see, even for a spectator, um, people who are not necessarily buying or selling. So it's, it's fast paced. It's exciting. The auctioneer really is entertaining. Um, so it's very, it's very interesting to watch. It's not just cars going across a block and, uh, you know, a, an auctioneer just rambling on. It's an exciting, fast pace event. There's excitement in the crowd and you kind of feel that excitement when you walk in. Yeah, I, I experienced that when I went to your auctions. I, I think I went to Indianapolis a few years back and I've been to the Chicago auction as well. And we had a great time, despite the fact that we weren't there to buy a car. Yeah, we just you don't even have to buy a car to be, be at a Meekum auction event and have fun. Yeah, no, we, we had a great time. The kids loved it. It's, it's an awesome spot and it is engaging for people that just want to go and have this experience. Absolutely. So you came to American Eagle because uh, you needed a rebuilt website. Tell me a little bit about what prompted the website rebuild. Mika Monkins had had a, a website that had been fairly successful. Um, it had, you know, millions of page views a month. We were looking at quite a bit of manual work from our development team to maintain the site. And what we really wanted to do was enable our marketing team to go in and start building things and marketing things the way we wanted to in a digital landscape. So being able to do that was our number one priority. We also obviously with a decent amount of traffic, we wanted to be able to scale that horizontally at will without having to stand up new servers and an infrastructure just to handle the traffic. Yeah. As you start to think about that website rebuild, uh, the needs of the marketing team, the needs of, of your team around supporting the site, what were those discussions like 
around the ROI of the website? What did the website need to do for you to justify that sort of rebuild? The current website was more of a catalog. It wasn't necessarily doing a great job selling our brand or selling who Meekum was or selling what potentially customers would want to do with Meekum and interact with Meekum. So we wanted to capture a little bit about of that exciting live auction event, but somehow put it on the web. Yeah. So being able to do that was one of our big pushes. And from an ROI perspective, taking that excitement and turning that into conversions from more bidders, more ticket buyers, more consignments, and being able to really grow the business through the digital experience on the web. I think a big part of it was also that user engagement, right? You wanted to give people something that they could do on the site that would engage them beyond just looking at the pictures of the vehicles. Yes, and, and the previous website kind of even constrained that. We didn't have a great way of displaying our lots in a way that was engaging for a user, potentially. It treated all the lots the same. It didn't take some of the very, very high-end lots and give them a premium listing, while the regular lots or the everyday lots still had an improved experience, which is what we were really going for with the new website rebuild. Yeah. Ultimately, you decided on WordPress. Why bring WordPress into your technology stack? One of the big deals with WordPress, obviously, is that it's used by everyone. We could find marketers, we could find content writers, we could find talent that had experience working with WordPress. There was no necessarily need for ramping up someone in WordPress for a big hurdle that you had to jump over in order to learn how to use WordPress. So for us, that was a big deal. And being able to find people in Walworth, Wisconsin is obviously a challenge. So being able to find that talent and put that talent into use immediately is only enabled by WordPress. Yeah. And I think what, what's interesting about this is your website is on WordPress. WordPress is only a part of your tech stack, right? Absolutely. I mean, with WordPress, one of the main things that people complain about or, or struggle with is being able to scale it effectively. That was one of our main drivers. So being able to scale it effectively was critical for us to be able to choose WordPress as that back-end scenario. So what we were able to do is build a headless WordPress implementation using Vercel and Next.js to power that front end of the website. And for us, that was key because it allowed us to scale horizontally without having to scale vertically. Absolutely. And for those uh, listeners who may not be familiar with the, the term headless, headless is used to describe a website where the back-end content and server is disconnected from the front-end display. And so what that allows the website to do is pull in data from all sorts of different sources and display them on the front end of the site without having to churn through that data from the server. I mean, that helps you guys with scaling hundreds of thousands of lots into a site. Absolutely. We had hundreds of thousands of lots from the previous website, and we were able to host that with a few ColdFusion servers. So ColdFusion is obviously a very old technology stack. Being able to move into a more modern technology stack allows us to not have to scale those elastically, but also be able to serve it fully without having to need additional servers and additional resources to do that. So you knew you were presented with this challenge of we need to rebuild the website. Uh, what did some of those early conversations look like and what were the discussions around trying to solve for a new website? I mean, a lot of it came down to what do we want new out of this website? A lot of the challenges with the old website were that our development team really had to come in and, and implement the ideas. When we wanted a new page or if we wanted a new campaign or something like that, the website changes were all made by the development team. We had no way for the marketing team to be able to go in and build what they needed. So over time, we had built some disparate systems that allowed us to do a little bit of that, but it was none of it was under the Meekum.com 
it was all under subdomains and things like that. So being able to do it on Meekum.com allowed us to build the SEO for that. So it was a big, big deal. So you guys were completely driven by your IT team when it came to the web and the marketers were not empowered at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a development team task to be able to create new pages and create new content on the web. And so WordPress was a paradigm shift for you guys. It actually allowed your marketing team to have ownership of the website and control those things for the first time. Yes, absolutely. It was a big, big change. It was a challenge at the beginning to be able to, you know, now I've got this new power. I can do these new cool things. But once they started to realize I can actually do these things and do them on my own, I don't need to go to the development team and get on there. We got a backlog full of work. I mean, every development team does. We don't have to get on their list to be able to get this stuff done. Yeah. So as director of IT, obviously you have a leadership role, but what would, what did it look like for you to engage the rest of the leadership team at Meekum to convince them, hey, this website build is important. It's going to provide us value. What, what were those conversations like? Our executive team is very visual. Um, we wanted to see some of the things and see some of the ideas on a page before we could actually talk deeper about them. So we, we had some pretty good mock-ups of some of the stuff that we had talked about wanting, things like personalization, things like advanced search abilities, things like uh, obviously being able to build pages out, better listing pages, better auction pages, being able to see the information more clearly for a customer, and obviously a, a very nice homepage. So all these things, we ended up creating mock-ups for them and showing the executive team these mock-ups. And that allowed us to really get buy-in for some of these things like personalization and what have you. Things that as consumers of the web, things that they were familiar with. Everybody's been on Amazon. They've seen the suggestions that you get on Amazon. Well, we want suggestions about the cars on Meekum.com. So that's kind of how some of this stuff started is some of these things that they're familiar with, some of the things that they've seen. And then it turned into a, obviously a pretty big project. Yeah. Obviously, when it came to tackling the website, this wasn't the only project you guys were working on, right? You had other IT initiatives and other initiatives throughout the organization that were going on as well. How did you balance the challenge of tackling a website rebuild alongside your other responsibilities? It was definitely a challenge. We knew that with the current resources that we have, we have a very small development team. With those resources, we knew we couldn't do both, right? So we decided that let's reach out. Let's find a partner that can take this load and will work hand in hand with us to, to build this solution. Without a partner, it might have been years before we were able to tackle a new website. But we knew that we needed one immediately to be able to tackle the market, you know, being able to grow some of these things, being able to grow the business. In order to do that, we had to reach out. So we found a great partner in American Eagle who was able to really help us, not necessarily as they took it all and did it all, but it was more of a partnership. And being able to get that done really allowed us to focus on some of the other things that more core to the company, which really helped us grow that part without having to worry about the day-to-day -day build of the website. Yeah, and I think every organization is different, right? For some folks, it really makes sense to have that agency lean in. For some folks, they might have that team internally, but either way, you need that buy-in to keep that project moving so that it was a one and a half year project and not a five year project. Absolutely. Yeah. A project that never ends. Nobody wants one of those. So you're coming up to a new website build. You're overseeing the IT commitment here. What were some of your fears and concerns coming into this? The big ones was, do we have the resources to do this on our side? You know, there's obviously some lean in that has to happen from us in order to get this from point A to point B. And when at point B, we're getting what we want. Um, so that was one of the big concerns. Other concerns were, I mean, we had a marketing team that had never been able to utilize a solution like this, that had never been in the building phase of 
building pages and and building campaigns around those pages and and really utilizing some of the stuff that we were enabling them to be able to do. So there were concerns around that. There were concerns around, you know, some of the the hosting scenarios with WordPress because we knew, I mean, everyone's heard the WordPress horror stories of, you know, some hacker getting in and finding some issue with some plugin or what have you and being able to take over the the website and what whatnot, right? So there were security concerns for me being able to maintain this stuff was obviously a resource concern. So maintainability, security were top notch in terms of some of those concerns. Interesting. And as we started to work through building this new site, we started to put together an architecture, which I don't think we need to go into detail here, but it's a pretty complex architecture. Absolutely, yes. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces. There are a lot of moving parts. Salesforce is involved. Algolia is involved. WordPress is involved. And they all kind of work together to make this a scalable system for you guys. Yes, absolutely. We had we had decided you know, throughout the, the history of the company, things had kind of grown organically from a technology standpoint. We had observed some issues where there were multiple solutions where that had been put in place that were syncing data back and forth. And we didn't want to have multiple sources of truth because if you have multiple sources of truth, you have no source of truth. Yeah. So we wanted to have a single source of truth. And obviously for us, that was Salesforce. So we needed to come up with a way to do some of the publishing out of Salesforce for specifically for the lots, honestly, the lots and the auctions. So being able to do that out of Salesforce was a big deal for us. And while it's complex and there's a lot of moving parts, it still scales very well and it's able to do so securely. And the maintainability part is night and day better from the previous website that we had. So those concerns on that side were really, really served and, and solved. Tell me a little bit about the some of the wins that you got or some of the new features that you got that you really needed and wanted in this build. I think you've mentioned the ability for the markers to come in and edit pages. But what were some of those other things that that you got out of this new website build? A, a lot of it was around the lot detail pages. We wanted to make sure that our customers had a good experience. Uh, the lot detail pages were a way where a consigner would be able to look at their car, make sure they had a good view, of, a polished view of their car on the web. Uh, that's a, obviously a big value add for the, the consigner, being able to have a good view of that. But also for our customers, being able to see the cars that they want, something that would maybe potentially drive them to registering to bid or, or becoming a, a ticket buyer at an event and actually attending the event in person because they want to see this car, that car, the things that are actually on the web. So being able to take the photography that we have, we have a great photography team and being able to take that photography and really do it justice on the web was a big part of it. And it, that really drove the, uh, the experience on the web, being able to see these huge, gorgeous pictures of the cars, you know, the cars that you might've had on your wall. And when you were in middle school, right? These posters, these notebooks and things like that, being able to see those on our website in all their glory really gave a, a better experience for the customer. You also mentioned the ability to find lots. What did you do to the search process to make that easier? I mean, that was obviously a big challenge. Um, we have lots of lots. Um, we have some unique lots. We have some, you know, cars that, you know, muscle cars and things that we're known for that we might have multiple of. But being able to really drill down in what the offerings are for an auction was a big part of what we wanted to solve. Um, so allowing customers to find what's upcoming very easily and also being able to see the results for that category or type of car that they're interested in on our website and being able to find it quickly was a big deal as well. I think that's where we leveraged Algolia to use their search to go through 
hundreds of thousands of records and millions of data points to help drill down to exactly the specific car someone's looking yep, for. We, we can get down to things like color, things like engine, transmission, all within the Algolia search. So it's very nice to be able to, again, my, my dad always tells a story about the car he had in high school. Uh, so he wants that 1973 Monte Carlo with a Landau top. That's what he always talks about. It has to be green, has to have tan interior. So in building a solution, I wanted to be able to solve that problem for him. So he's able to find that now on the Meekum website if he's looking for that exact kind of car. And I think that's kind of how most of our, our customers are. They're looking for that specific car that they had or that they loved. Interesting. So we talked about a few of the successes or a few of the wins that you've gotten from the website. What were some of the other ones that you saw there? I think one of the big ones was the, the time to market. When we get a consignment, being able to take that, take that information, get those photos online as quick as possible. Uh, that was one of the, the big drivers in, in some of the solutions that we adopted. And that time to market has gone way down. Um, we used to have an import process and all these routines that we did in order to get something published on the web. Now, like we've been saying with, with Salesforce, we can do that publishing straight out of there, press a button and bam, the web, the website has the, the new lot listed both in the Algolia search, but also in WordPress. We've talked a little bit about the role that WordPress plays in your overall architecture. It's really a central part of your tech stack without being a monolithic part of your tech stack. What would you tell other leaders who are looking to WordPress to fill that space? And again, I, I think with WordPress, you have a, a solution that's adopted by a large portion of the web. So with that comes users who are familiar with that, that solution, and you don't have to train users on how to use it. Um, it it's very um, user focused. It's very usa usable. And being that it's very usable, it's easier to find people to use it. So from that standpoint, the ramp up time to get new hires or, or existing hires into the new website for us was minimal, if, if not zero. We had to train on some things, but minimal in terms of getting those resources on onboarded. Also, you know, one of the big challenges for us was can WordPress scale? Well, with a headless WordPress implementation, we're able to scale that horizontally almost infinitely if we need to. So we were able to solve some of the big hangups with WordPress without having to worry about some of the, the perceived negatives about WordPress. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the site, the back end of the site is hosted on WordPress VIP, which has provided you guys some awesome security options as well. Absolutely. And with WordPress, with some of the WordPress installs that we had before, we would have if you're familiar with WordPress, you, you've done all the, the upgrades or, or the updates to WordPress. They come out all the time, the patches for the different you know, point releases and things like that. It was a maintenance nightmare. Um, so being able to have that offloaded, initially, I think when, if you remember, when we first started, I was pretty gung-ho about being able to host this myself. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of how we had always done things. Yeah. I definitely reached a point in this and I was like, man, why am I doing that? That is not a value add. Um, so being able to offload that to a, a solution or a provider like WordPress VIP allows me to do <laughs> things that are actually adding value, uh, not updating to the next point release of WordPress. Cade, what does the future hold for Meekum? Where do you see the website growing in the future? I mean, hopefully, you know, we have millions and millions of page views and millions and millions of users. But ultimately, what we really want to do is we want to serve the customer. So being able to get things like personalization, recommendations via Algolia as well. This is where we're really moving towards in the future, making that website that is more akin to an Amazon experience, where we're getting things served to us that we want, as opposed to having to dig down and find them. Also with notifications and things like that built around it. So that's really where we want to go in the future is to enable the customer to be able to find what they're looking for and be notified when that stuff comes. 
So, Cade, tell me, what's your dream car? You've seen a lot of amazing vehicles come through the doors at Mecham. What What is it for you? For me, maybe not necessarily my dream car, but the car that I saw that I was in love with was we, I guess, Kissimmee, me two years ago, we sold the, the Porsche 911 from Bad Boys, the movie. Um, so for me, that was, I kept walking past it at Kissimmee. I kept looking at it. I spent a lot of time looking at that car. Um, I think Michael Bruckheimer, the director of the movie, had given that car to someone. I don't know who it was, but uh, I remember him posting once the car crossed the block, I think it sold for over a million dollars, like 1.2. Him saying that he should have kept that one. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe it went for so much, but quite honestly, you know, a, a cultural masterpiece, if you will. I mean, a lot of these cars are works of art. Um, so being able to see that one and having that cultural reference to that movie, I remember seeing, you know, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence driving around in that movie, uh, in that car, uh, it was really crazy. So for me, that's probably the best car I've seen. The car that I would, if somehow one day I ended up with that kind of money, uh, that's the car I'd buy. That's the one. Awesome. You also see a lot of odd memorabilia come through the doors at Mecham. What's the oddest piece of memorabilia that you've seen across the block? That's a very good question. Uh, I've seen obviously a lot of crazy stuff. The thing that I that we had in June at the Road Art Auction in Walworth was the uh, the bowling sign from the Big Lebowski. Uh, Star Lane, Star Star Lanes. I think it was a bowling alley in California, and we had that that sign, that neon sign that you see in some of those. Uh, those cuts of the outside of the bowling alley, we had that sign. So we sold that sign at an auction, which was pretty crazy to see it all working on the wall. And it was, it was really cool. That's incredible. Cade, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you uh, joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Landon. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us at The Edge. I am your host, Landon DePasquale. And until the next episode, feed your automotive WordPress obsession. For more information about today's episode and the topics discussed today, check out our dedicated WordPress Edge landing page at AmericanEagle.com Studios.